0: All right, here it is. It's not a fluke. We're back. So I can't wait to introduce the guest today. He is a serial entrepreneur, a builder, a leader, and a communicator, but the kind of communicator who really listens, which makes him an awesome podcast, and we're going to get into that. But then not only does he listen, but he also has no problem telling it the way it is, telling you how it is, uh, which is why I'm so excited to talk to him today, host of many podcasts, including the Association Strong Podcast and another one, which he's well known for almost seven years plus of doing the EO360 podcast where he interviews the stars of the business world. Co-founder and CEO of Prop Fuel, Dave Will, welcome to the show, sir. Hey,
1: Casey. So I, I'm flattered you think I'm a listener. I have, I just, I, just, I feel like I, I do more talking than listening. I No, yeah, come but- on.
0: You're a podcaster. We know you have to ask great questions and listen.
1: Well, that was one of the hardest things for me in podcasting is, is shutting my trap and listening, like actually letting other, (laughs) letting other people talk because like, I get excited. I'm like a little puppy dog seeing somebody come in the door, you know, like I get excited. I want to talk and, and, and tell them my opinions and it's, yeah. So I appreciate you saying that. I wonder if it's true. I don't, I don't feel like I'm a great listener, but thank you.
0: Well, let's find out. Let's find out. And so to dive into it, I want to ask you this question that we've decided to start every show with this yep, question. Go for it. And just go from there. Pull back the curtain for us on your show and share with us the most important strategy for a great podcast.
1: Uh, well, I I I mean, I can't tell you the most important strategy for a great podcast. What I can tell you is is my strategy. Yeah, Uh, across the handful of podcasts I'm doing and, and I'm dabbling in starting a third podcast specifically for my business and lead generation, which is your specialty, helping businesses drive leads by running a podcast. But that's, that's a story for another day. Um, the, the strategy I use is to, um, fulfill my own curiosity in, in, in the podcast. Uh, and that that's part of it. And maybe the the second, make it a compound strategy. The second piece of it is to converse with somebody as if we're having a drink together or a cup of Mm. coffee or whatever. Like to me, uh, a podcast really needs to be conversational like a radio show. Right. Um, And I think if it's too highly produced or um, too structured it loses the human element. And I, I find it way more uncomfortable to listen to. Like, I, I want a podcast to be, when I listen to a podcast, I want a podcast to be uh, like, I'm sitting in the room, hanging out with people. Oh my hey. God. case okay, so like a flood of ideas is come, are coming to me right now. Like, like I, uh, one is the one that I think is really good. They do, they do a great job at this is, um, um, uh, what's the one with all the famous guys uh, the actors uh uh actor
0: studio like the when they sit down with the no it's it's oh
1: my goodness uh it's it's uh and i'm blanking out because i'm on the spot but it it'll come you back you can like google it yeah it's um it, it's Oh my goodness. It's such a good name too. It'll, it'll come back to me. Yeah, but the idea back. is like you have these three, of course, something that helps is they're really famous and they have all these really famous friends. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they, they come in and they, they, it's just super conversational. Like they're all hanging out and listening to it in your car on your run or mowing the lawn, you feel like you're hanging out with them. So that's, that's the idea. I also got the Oculus um for recently for, as a gift. And yeah. And um, one of the coolest experiences I had was watching Alex Honnold in this VR series he has. Uh, And and what I thought was really interesting wasn't, well, I mean, of course, it was really cool to be on the cliff with him as he's um, climbing. But the other part I thought was really cool is there's a scene where he's in the kitchen talking to his wife and you're sitting there it's kind of creepy, actually. You're sitting there in the kitchen with them and you can look around. It's like you're sitting in their house. And the same thing, he has a barbecue and has a bunch of friends over. And so you're sitting there, it's like you're sitting on a chair at his little barbecue, listening to all the conversations happening around you. And that's what I want, That that's my strategy. That's what I want the podcast to be like. I want the people listening to this to be like the third person listening in, in, in almost as if they're ready to participate.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Like strategy, you brother. you smell the barbecue and you, <laughs> you hear the different convos happening and it's like, you want to crack open your own beer and, and join in.
1: And, and if you come into a podcast with a list of questions that it just doesn't have that feel, man, it, it's just uh, yeah. So that's, you do a great job at that, taking a conversation and running with it. You know, sure. like instead of relying, I'm not saying don't prepare some questions, but I think the key is to be able to take a single question and let it branch out into
0: a conversation. Tell me about that how How do you pick? Do you pick one question? What's your What's your take? I love that idea. Like a single question can turn into a whole convo. Because I've definitely been on podcasts where. It's, it's almost like the entire show is your rapid fire question time where all they do is, okay. Yeah. You know, what's this question. Great. Next question. Great. Next question. Yeah. Great. And then there's no really response to anything. It's just like, it's like they're trying to get through it. So how do you do what, how, how do you pick a single question and branch from there? So uh, the way I prepare for a podcast, I'd be curious
1: if, if how you prepare and if it's any different, Yeah. But yeah. the way I prepare is, um, ideally I know something about the person and they are, um, well known enough so that I can Google them and learn a lot more, or there's a bunch of articles or there's stuff. I mean, it's a lot easier when the person's semi-famous, you know, like for instance, the founder of Reebok, you know, like that's a guy interviewed, um, lots of, um, stuff on him. Tyler Hamilton was another guy interviewed who was in the Tour de France. He was, he was in the doping scandal in the Tour de France. Tons of, in, of stuff on him, including on Netflix. And like, so it's really oh, wow. easy to prepare for those. So I, I, I tend to, uh, the big wave surfer who has some documentaries on uh, Apple TV. And I mean, it's, like, it's, it's kind of, I like interviewing people like that because uh, there's so much material to get you thinking about them that it makes it really easy. I think it makes it really easy to to just, it sparks your curiosity. So then I take that curiosity and I I try to turn it into a story before I even know the answers. Like maybe it's a chronological thing, maybe it's uh, topical. And so I'll create a, a series of questions and group them by topic. And I'll try to visualize like, three or four conversations that I want to have and a series of questions that might fall into that particular conversation. Now, what I'll find sometimes is even from the introduction, I'm halfway, I'm I'm still introducing them halfway through the podcast. Now, to me, that's not well structured. That's sure. a fail, but that happens sometimes because I get so curious and I ask them something in the middle of my introduction, I'll jump in and ask them something. And before you know it, we're in a deep conversation and I haven't even finished the introduction. So I'm not proud of that. I don't think that's necessarily something to, to copy, but it, it, it speaks to, I think the answer to your question, which is how do I branch off? And the way I branch off is I get really curious about somebody.
0: Yeah. You know? I, I feel that. Right. So you, you're, and you're saying you, you sacrifice the agenda you're you're not suggesting we all do it but what you've done is you're saying i I should finish this agenda but screw it i really want to know this answer and you go for it but that's got to be something that enables you to keep going seven years year after year if, if you're satisfying your curiosity you'll do it forever right well
1: that's yeah so that's the other thing is like i think you can learn how to podcast and and but there's just certain things that uh people are good at or enjoy doing and usually they're related right if you enjoy doing yeah. it you're probably generally good at it that's not always the case but um or if you're good if you're if you enjoy doing it you're going to eventually become good at it in most cases um and so there's a little bit of uh um uh, personality that comes, like I when I go running with friends and somebody joins us for a run that, uh, that we haven't met yet, uh, my, my friends make fun of me because, well, they tease me. They're not making fun of me. But they tease me because I uh, it's just like a podcast. Like I'm asking this person all kinds of questions. <laughs> but, running with somebody for me is very much like doing a podcast because I'm sincerely in the midst of a conversation and I'm, I'm curious about them in most cases. And, and that's what it takes for me to have a good conversation in a podcast. I need to have some sincere curiosity about a person.
0: The sincere curiosity that was fueled by the research ahead of time. And I heard you talk about three or four conversations you want to have. So whereas some people, I think, prep questions, you were prepping the 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 almost like the, the broad topic you mentioned, you know, grouping your questions by category. So in your mind, you you were you're saying I, I want to have the conversation about this topic.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah, Yeah. totally. All
0: the there's probably like a thousand follow up questions that come from that one topic you want to have. Yeah,
1: like right. uh, there's a guy I interviewed, an Israeli guy that built and sold the business for something like over a hundred million, like a ridiculous sale. I think it was wow. like one hundred sixty million or something like that, and um it took him 14 months so naturally there's a story in there i want to know about that window of time right that's a conversation i also want to know about the sale like um so there's another conversation it's all about the sale of the business another conversation is around um the sentiment and the feeling uh post sale right so there's some examples I had a, I got some advice from a woman. This actually came through EO. EO hired a consultant or something. I, her name's Cassidy Atkins. And, and um, I didn't keep in touch with her or anything, but uh, EO put me in touch with this person who listened to a series of, of the podcasts I do, EO360. And she critiqued them. I thought it was really cool. And one of the things she said to me that I thought was awesome, just a really, really cool concept is she's like a podcast is a theater of the mind, isn't that cool? A theater of the mind. And and so if you think about it like that, you're creating a series of a story or, or a bunch of acts sandwiched together. And so that's how I see these conversations. Each conversation is an act or a scene. Um, I mean, I, however you it's want a great, yeah, to, it's whatever a great metaphor you want to use for that. But I love the idea of the theater of the mind and painting a picture. One of the things she said is, is you want to focus on turning this person into a character. Now, I'd argue you're not actually turning them into a character. Everybody's a character. It's just you need to uncover it. You have to find the character in people. Because oftentimes the character isn't at the surface. The character oftentimes lies under the surface. How do you surface that? uh, uh, Authors, for example, they want to tell you all about their books, and they want to—they want to like—they bring them in the podcast, and they're like, "Great, it's a book promotion," but there's nothing about the character in there, and so Uh, yeah,
0: tell me about that. I've—I literally experienced that, and I've actually been frustrated by interviewing an author who I I couldn't break through this like veneer of well-polished author questions. And for me, I wanted to connect and I never felt that with this particular offender and try as I might to even ask goofiest questions about ice cream. I couldn't get through to like the real, how have you dealt with authors? I know you've talked to so many of them.
1: Yeah. So Dan Heath is one guy he wrote upstream. He has a whole bunch of uh, what other books did he write?
0: He's got a lot in there.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, he's got power of moments, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The power of moments of big, Oh, moments. he made to stick the yeah. switch switch was another popular one. made to stick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's got a lot of cool books. He did a lot of them with his brother. Um, they're both super, super smart guys. So I, I brought him into, and he's a really nice guy, uh, uh, a real academic um, uh, as is his uh, brother. But um uh, so I brought him in and he really wanted to talk about upstream and I was asking about you know what's the writing process about and at some point he says he said something like well you know we should you know, we should talk about the book maybe <laughs> and I was just like you know dan people could read the book like that's cool mm-hmm. I I really want to get into who you are and um you know so was Dan happy with that uh, podcast? I don't think so. I don't think he left feeling as though it was a major win for him. Uh, most of the time, people, I think, enjoy a good conversation. I think Dan uh, might have had a, a motivation to promote uh, mm. by coming on the podcast, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. Um, yeah. And he wasn't a jerk or anything. He was really a, a nice guy about it. But he really wanted to direct the conversation towards the book but at the end of the day who's the one asking the questions you know right like right. i saw an interview with tom cruise some guy some british guy was interviewing tom cruise and he started asking about nicole kidman and tom cruise was like uh you're out of line And i was like i maybe but this is what people <laughs> want to know like this is, i'm asking this question because i'm curious and other people are curious about it too he's like well i'm not going to answer it so, you know, you can, you, you, I think as the interviewer, it's your show and, and you can, uh, you can, um, you know, I, I would argue that if it's somebody you need to be nice to, if it's a client, if it's a, a friend or family, uh, you have a little less leverage. But if it's somebody that you really just want to create an entertaining uh, theater of the mind, um, then it's up to you where to bring it. So I I don't know if that answers your question. How do I get people off their book? Well, I ask questions about their childhood. Mm -hmm. I ask questions about their relationships and about their feelings. Um, I I tend not to ask questions that teach me something I can learn on the internet.
0: Right, right. Makes total sense. And that desire to promote is is interesting as we sort of nerd out on, I mean, that's why these guests are typically joining as they want, we're either promoting them or their book or something. So there is this sort of mutual need for each other, but sometimes that can be overshadowed. I had a really interesting conversation with uh, David Meerman, Scott marketer, you know, too many books, probably just came out with a new one. And he even let me know ahead of time that he had been on 150 plus podcasts. So very, I was very unique. No, I was, I was one of the 150, Um But, he was a little That's tired nice. you're,
1: you're another one yeah, yeah he was a
0: little tired and he his intro wasn't very he wasn't very happy to be there. oh he wrote fanocracy i remember yeah that and the, he like the pr rules and all that uh, but one of the things he he did is he had them all drop on the same date and time it was very <clears> smart marketing right to to have that all happen but i i was able to get he wasn't the offender i i won't mention he was able to talk to me about he has a passion for ju- japan and japanese culture i believe even married a japanese lady and so we just we were able to talk about a lot of that and he co-wrote his latest book with his daughter so it's just it felt really good and so I, I like your your advice around asking the non-book questions, or maybe even prepping them in advance, or let them let them get that off their chest, right? Get your little book thing off your chest, but then let's let's really roll up our sleeves and get to it.
1: I don't ignore it, by the way. You know, right. I'm I'm all for promoting their book and getting them to talk about you know tell us about it, but yeah. then you know, let's go on. I don't, I don't want to drill down into the, I don't want them to give me a, a, a summary of the book in the podcast. Right. Right. Um, on that note, do
0: you read the book before the podcast? If they oh
1: man, I should. Right. Like I don't, I, but the reality is I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I, so that's, you, you that's, feel like you should, but you that's don't. An,
1: of course I feel like I should. Yeah. I totally should. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I and oftentimes I'll admit to it, uh, and you know I don't I don't want to play take the position that I've I've read the book um, <laughs> you read the cliff notes some, online. Sometimes <laughs> I do. Off, here's my deal with books: is like I enjoy reading novels, and I like listening to business books. Um, I, I've, I, I'm just I've, I struggle to focus on the written word, you know. And yeah. maybe it's an ADD thing. I, I don't want to blame it on anything like that. I've always struggled with reading, which is funny because my father was an avid reader and a Cornell grad. And, you know, it's, uh, I I remember one, this is totally off topic, but I remember when I was growing up, seeing my dad read a book on the fifties. And the book was the biggest, thickest book I've ever seen in my life. And you open up and the words are small and there's no pictures. And it's just, it it was like literally like 1500 pages. Of content about that one decade, unbelievable! Yeah. So that's I can't do that, man. So, did I read? Do I read the books beforehand? No, should I? Yes,
0: you know, it's interesting. Uh, the, the person I talked to before, a good friend, Ethan Butte, he was sharing with me, he always reads them first, or at least they're kudos to him, man. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and he, like, he, he underlines and he extracts takeaways and puts them into notes um, it was really an interesting you know challenge for me because I've kind of always felt that my favorite way to consume it like you're talking about is audio but also having the author right in front of me so maybe don't give away all of the book but if you if you know but teach me what's a little bit in the book and then inspire everyone else to want to you know go buy it Right. So
1: sometimes I'll cheat, Casey, and I'll I'll like check out the book. I'll read parts of it, um, just to get a feel for like some of the elements, and sure, you know sure. if I can, if I agree or disagree because I really like debating with our guests too. And there have been some books I've read, um uh, like like Mark Worcester, a mutual friend of ours, wrote a book, um, how to, something like it's it's how to live uh the, the fucking great life or something like that like it, it's uh how to live a, a great fucking life or something like that and and, uh, and you oh, know it's
0: it, it absolutely fucking amazing living a life you love
1: yeah thank you yeah. and i uh, and so i read that one it's a friend and i i wanted to read it to begin with so i read that book and then brought oh, him into the podcast and we talked about it and i debated a lot of the stuff with him. uh there's there's stuff in there um about psychedelics and about um weed and history of weed and philosophy and pharmaceuticals so there's a lot to discuss and debate so i did i did that with them um and and so you know on, upon occasion i'll have good content from books but rarely do i read the the entire book beforehand
0: tell me about this debating that's fascinating because I, I think we talked a little bit about the, the 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 power balance of the, if they're a family or friend or or a customer you you're not putting people on the spot and you, it's not it's not a you know a talking head show where you're debating but how how do you get into a debate with some of your guests and not make them feel like they're under the gun or at maybe they do i um, i had a uh, i don't know i uh, just do it yeah <laughs> these well, are these me, concepts me... we just kind of do sometimes
1: Uh, Let me chew on that for a minute. I mean, it's, it's an interesting question. How do you, how do you
0: debate respectfully? I think is what you're saying. And and let me Uh, just sort of put one out there for you. There there was a guest I had on one of the shows and he had this very polished surface level. So I'm like, Oh, tell me, I want to learn more about this. So I'd ask follow-up questions. And Every time I asked sort of follow-up questions, it was, it became very clear that there was nothing underneath. Like all he had was the surface and then I, I started getting pissed because I'm like, this is bullshit. And so I'm like, oh, what's the magic that makes this work? I want to know. Like, how do I do this? And he's like, basically hire me as a consultant, you know. And I was just like, oh. I was kind of like, fuck this guy. Like, I, it made me so mad. And part of me was like, like I want to call him on it. The other part was, you know, just be nice, get out of it, be nice. I ended up being nice, and and afterward, he was so gracious and so thankful. And so he's such a nice guy, right? It was bullshit, but he was such a nice guy that I just sort of let him escape. And I'm like, this isn't that show, but I kind of wanted to make it that.
1: Do you ever, um, you ever do a podcast and at the end of the podcast, you're like, God, that was boring. Like, yeah. they're, they're just, yeah. I, like there's been some people where on paper, I, there's a great story And there's no way I'm going to allude to any of them, but there's been a handful where (laughs) on paper, it's a great story. What's
0: what's the name rhyme with?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great story. And, but as I'm drilling into it, like they're just not a really great storyteller. Right. And so I, you know, there's certain things that, and I couldn't tell you what they are, but I try to turn it around. I, I turn on my humor and try to make it, a little more entertaining. I I rudely try to cut them off if they're going on and on and on and on and on about something that's just yeah. uninteresting. I guess I could edit it later, but I don't feel like editing the <laughs> podcast. So, so it's like, uh, you know, so anyway, yeah, so I've had some of those. Going back to the question about debating, I, I think uh, it becomes natural to me to challenge people, and it, I think it can be annoying at times. Uh, my wife will... will will tell you, will agree with the annoying habit I have of challenging her comments and thoughts. Um, But I I think people can tell when you're saying something just because you wanna be right versus saying something because you want to try to figure out the truth. And, And by truth, I mean, I believe in the absolute truth. I believe there is a truth to everything. I don't believe any of us know it <laughs> like, it, it, like there's uh, I'll, I'll get all philosophical for you. There is, or there isn't a God. Mm. It's like, or maybe I guess you could argue it comes down to well, what is God, right? There is, or there isn't a God. I don't know which is true, but I'm constantly in search of the answer to that. I'm not judging people that go to church. I, uh, and, and I'm looking for answers myself, but there's an example of something where I think there's an absolute truth and I don't think anybody actually knows the answer. And what's interesting is there's certain things you can prove true and prove false, but there's some things that aren't can't be proven and therefore it's possible. Unicorns are an example. You can't prove that unicorns don't exist. And therefore, it's Possible, they do. <laughs> right, Sasquatch, uh, uh, you know. And and for for me, uh, where where am I going with this? I have no idea how we got into this thing. But uh, we're about to
0: prove God exists yeah, I know. or not. I don't I know. <laughs> so, but
1: but in terms of challenging stuff and debating yeah. stuff, I I think it comes with a true curiosity for trying to find um uh, truth. Not to suggest that people are lying. That is not at all what I'm suggesting. But to me, truth comes down to understanding there's different perspectives of things. So when people say something, oftentimes I'll go with the opposite path to see if there's weaknesses, to see where does truth live. And so anyway, that's, that's kind of how I handle debate and challenge. And I think people... Uh, uh, I need to know when to stop too, because it can get frustrating and annoying too.
0: But to your point, though, if if you're following the truth, and and I think for me sometimes on on my marketing show, I'm I'm actively trying to figure out how to do something even for my own business. So I, I had a great conversation with um, the founder of Tomatoma, Toma, and it was all about brand. It was like an hour and a half masterclass on brand, and. And he, he kept saying, great question. I don't know if you got this right. They're like, oh, great question. Great question. It's like, yeah, these aren't, it's not because I'm good at it. I actually am trying to learn how to do this so I can apply it right now. These are like me trying to apply what you're saying, you know, in my daily business life. So that's where the question came from, you know, is me not knowing the answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Toma Toma. What is, what is, to, is that? That's not the luggage company, is it?
0: No, 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 they're just a uh, branding specialist down in Florida. all right all right had a good time Martin is his name Martin toma Shout out to a master class on branding but yeah, but it was it was where it was I was just literally learning. I think that's what I enjoy to your point all about curiosity this is like a a great conversation about curiosity um I want to shift. we talked a little bit about authors uh and you've had the the pleasure the the power the interesting conversations with famous people or you you've said semi-famous like semi-sweet chocolate right but tell me about what shifts what changes what do we have to be more cognizant of if at all when we talk to someone who has that presumption of more notoriety
1: yeah that's interesting
0: uh, i
1: i don't i don't know if anything Changes like I'm, I'm that's why I'm silent right now. Yeah. I think we'll leave change. that in
0: too. There's no need to edit, edit out. I mean, it's no, a
1: real thinking,
0: thoughts, you know.
1: Well, yeah, because it's that's a really hard question. Um, my first reaction was okay, well, you don't need to introduce the founder of Reebok as much as you need to introduce the founder of Tomatoma, Toma.
0: right?
1: But having said that, like, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna anyway. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) I don't think there's much of a difference. The biggest difference for me is, is I actually get um, starstruck sometimes. Ah, yeah. And, and so when I'm starstruck, I, I have a harder time challenging somebody, (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, and, and so, you know, like the founder of Reeboks, he's like 85 years old and I was kind of starstruck by this guy. Like, it's amazing what, what he's done and is the life he's led. And uh, I, but there's also the element of, I want to be respectful to my elder. You know, he really is my elder and I want to be respectful to that, which is a little bit of a traditional perspective. Um, David Kensell, uh, founder of Drift. Uh, yeah. Drift is an online uh, conversational marketing platform. He's, like, he's a hero of mine. I think this guy is an, absolutely one of the coolest entrepreneurs. And a lot, many people don't know who he is, but I was kind of starstruck by him. Because here I am, I got a chance to talk to a guy that I, I've read his books. I, I, I think he's created some incredible businesses. I love his perspective. So I was a little starstruck by him. Um so you know there's there's those situations I don't think I I handle someone who's famous any differently than somebody who uh is unknown I I think the 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 formula is really it's the same and it's to to focus on the character and and the other thing I'll say going back to the conversation about challenging and debating Nobody wants to listen to two people in total agreement all the time. It's boring. <laughs> you know, like you want some drama. You want, you want to, you kind of want to go up against the edge of, of uncomfortable. Right. I disagree. <laughs> 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 Damn it, I, I agree. Ah.
0: Well done. Yeah. yeah. What do you say to that? What do you say to that? That's not right. You're wrong. Well, I, and I also think it. there's something magical about, which is why I like this podcast this style and you, I, I respect you really thinking about the answers is that sometimes my favorite conversations are when neither of us have that truth. Neither of us have found that truth. Yeah. Sometimes out. an author feels like they've now did I find the truth? I wrote a book about the truth and they know right? it and that's and they know that's it. it.
1: Yeah, this right. is the way.
0: <laughs> Seth Godin telling you what marketing is. I guess I'll just take you at okay. your word. Yeah. Uh But but no, when we're trying to piece out what is that, so I, I want to try that with the starstruck. I, nothing changes in the prep, but there's something about what does it feel like? How do you recognize when you're starstruck? And or, or do you have any re- recommendations for how to get out of it or how to just keep your head?
1: So when I was in college, um. There was a girl that I... Uh, Isn't that how
0: I, all great stories begin?
1: There was a girl. There was a girl <laughs> in college, and I was uh, was smitten by this girl. Um, uh, her name is Kelly. And uh, I'll save the last name. I don't know why.
0: Shout out to Kelly. We'll put her in the show notes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. Uh, just to be respectful, I guess. Oh, uh, no, oh, of course. And I... And, and, uh, Although I have nothing at all bad to say about her, but uh, so, so for some, this is like, I, I don't remember what year it was, but I was young and, and didn't know what to do when it came to girls. But I remember every time I saw her, I'd run up to her and I'd be like, Hey, Kelly, what's it go- hi Kelly. And, and I talk and this girl, she like dated all the, all the sports guys and stuff. And I was in the marching band. And so every time I ran up to her, I was like, Hey, Kelly, how are you? Hi, what's up? What you doing? And I, I remember like kind of joking around with her a little bit. And I think I asked her out like 15 times. So I'm playing basketball one day in, in the field house in between classes. I remember my book bag was on the side and, and bear in mind, she was dating at one point, one of like the star basketball players at UConn. And, uh, uh, so she came up to me because I I think she probably enjoyed the admiration. So she came up to me and and uh, started shooting around with me for a few minutes. And and she's like, uh, say, so all right, tell you what, I'll go out with you if you make this shot. Now, a smarter lad would have taken the ball and done the layup, right? But instead... I applied all these rules and I decided I had to take the shot from where I was when she said that, and I missed, and we never went out. So that's, oh. that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> what an awful ending to the story. I should make up a new ending to that story. But I I, I think the new ending to that story wouldn't be appropriate for this uh, podcast. Needless to say, uh, <laughs> the, the, the the feeling I had when I would talk to Kelly um, was the feeling I get when I'm starstruck. Mm. And and we all have had that feeling before. And the challenge with it is the same feeling you get when you're smitten with somebody and you don't know what to say is because your, your mind goes blank and, and you, that's the real challenge. And I think the way around that, I think I did the same thing in college is actually write down things to talk about. Right. So that you can stay on track. It's like bumpers. And when you're bowling, make sure that there, there is things to talk. Embarrassingly, I, it, I really did do that. in college. That's a great <laughs> was, story, man. I was nervous. It's absolutely. About it.
0: Great story. Well, it, yeah, it's like the butterflies, right? It's, a, it's oh, like that, yeah.
1: whatever that is in your mind. Just, yeah. It's a little less pronounced now as a, as an adult, because I realize I have much less to lose. Um, you know, I didn't have much to lose with Kelly either, but for some reason, in the moment you feel like it's everything. So, you know, if I'm talking to David Kintel or, or, um, Reebok guy or Priceline guy or any of these, you know, big wigs that you're just super impressed with and you want to be their friends, right? You want them to be like, Oh, you're great, Dave. We should hang out and have a beer sometime. <laughs> But I, you know, you don't have much to lose. So as as I age, I find that I'm I'm I get less nervous about stuff like that. Kind of like speaking engagements, right? Like yeah, like I once you become proficient in your craft, you ultimately you end up speaking more often in public about it. And there's you know it's it's good to get a little nervous. But the reality is the more you do it, those nerves uh, dissipate faster.
0: All right.
1: You know, like I remember getting frozen when I was in grad school and I had to go give a talk somewhere. And now it's like I I kind of, I get I get healthy nervous. I get excited. Yeah. And then as soon as I'm up on stage, it all goes away and, and it's on. And uh, so anyway, that's. That's kind of the case now. It's a lot different than when when I was you know, smitten by Kelly.
0: Smitten by Kelly, and and then I think what's helped me too is realizing that these people, maybe not the Kellys of the world, but maybe um, you know a less attractive author that you're interviewing, um, the real people, and just sort of like trying to like put the humanity back on them, and I don't, and, and they appreciate that too, right? It it's the people that are coming up to you and asking for a selfie. Those are the people they're, they're putting you on like a different relationship pedestal, right? You are famous person. I am fan and I'm trying to put us on equal grounds on this. My, my podcast, but you're famous, but let's just be human together. Right. And wouldn't it be great if
1: you could remember that when you're, when you're meeting girls that you're enamored with back in college, like I wish I could go back to college with that mentality of like, uh, just human. We're just human, you know, trying to connect with each other. And, and if you can kind of get out of your head and everything you've painted in this pedestal you've created for these people, it'd be a heck of a lot easier to have a good time and laugh and, and, and just let your curiosity
0: flow. Right. Right. Get, get beyond the, the branding and all the, the surface think, level things but I want to go back to the very first
1: question what's my strategy, I think yeah. that my strategy is just to let curiosity flow, I think that's it I, I really do I, I in, in in having this conversation with you, I think the this idea of. Um, of just letting your curiosity flow and, and feeding that that and what I mean by that is like some it takes a little prep work to spark your curiosity in order to keep your curiosity organized. You have to plan, but letting your curiosity flow. I, I think that is probably what I would dub my strategy for podcasting. I
0: love that, man. I love that. Let it, let it flow, let, let it flow. It, and, and, and there's things that can get in the way it of it. Like, <laughs> we got that a clip that. song. It's
1: a Disney song, I think. Let, oh let it flow yeah. <laughs> you think we'll get a cease Thank and assist from disney Thank on uh on elsa <laughs> pretty sure not based on how i sang that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no no shazam they're not gonna worry about it <laughs> <laughs> man this is so good um well you know really i don't know i by the way do you have a heart stop nope cool because you know all I did day this, long baby all day this is all day, day okay, long let's, do let's it keep talking. i just I
1: thought you take a five minute break to make a peanut butter and
0: jelly sandwich he would come back with our sandwiches in hand uh yeah you know, i mistakenly thought yeah i could talk about podcasting for an hour no you can't there's so much to this so i love the shift to this more linear approach you, you've talked a little bit already about the prep could you talk to me about Um, any sort of the tactical things you do to prep, you know, do you write out, you know, prep doc each time, or you mention certain questions. I'd love to walk through that and then eventually how you start and then how you finish a show. So I think
1: I've done now, uh, it must be like 160 episodes for EO 360. Wow. Not much has changed in the format. So I used to write down a lot more. Now, I tend to write down a couple notes about the introduction and, and I've, I've been coached to th- this, this person I told you about a while ago. Um, what was her name? Uh, Cassidy. Cassidy Atkins. Uh, she said, you know, keep the questions shorter, be more direct. Um, uh, she, she told me to shorten my introductory clip. Um, I think we tend to go on and on um, in terms of trying to introduce somebody. You don't need that. Like all you need is enough of an intro to, to get people to stick around for the next few minutes. And if you spend too much time in the intro, people are gone. That, that was kind of her lesson to me. It's like, just give me something good enough to make it make me curious enough as a listener to want to stick around. Um, So in terms of my prep, that's, that's my mindset when I'm prepping is I'll I'll write down a couple things. I definitely do not go into everything. This person has done all Mm -hmm. their accolades. Uh, That stuff will come out in the podcast if it's important. And if it's not important, well, it's, it's in their LinkedIn profile, you know, so, um, I used to do something and I kinda like it, but I never got any like real positive feedback uh, about it. I never got negative feedback about it. I just got no feedback and it's it's for whatever it, and I just don't have time for it every time. I used to do this thing, uh this or that, I would call it. And or no, I called it boxers or briefs. That's what it was. <laughs> but it was basically like this or that. And uh you know, it came from, you remember back in the, some reporter asked Bill Clinton, boxers
0: or briefs? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of where the. What
0: was his was. answer? I don't remember his answer. I don't
1: either. <laughs> I think the question was more entertaining than the answer. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but the, but I would go that route and I'd be like khakis or jeans, you know, Porsche or Tesla, uh, pickup or, or sports car or a boat, a uh, powerboat or sailboat, mountains or ocean. You know, it's just stupid little things. Uh, and that that's i don't know that's part of the structure of a podcast but i would end with that kind
0: of miss doing that i haven't done that in a long long time
1: what do anyway, you like so, about it what you so like I, about
0: that section like kind is like a rapid fire but it's, it's so silly. it's so rapid that it's like this or that it's not like give me your favorite ice cream you're just like this or that you pick 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 yeah Chocolate or vanilla. Yeah, did you change it each each guest? Or was it always Yeah, okay, I would so it be, wasn't you know, like you could you could you could add up the votes and go most people do Tesla.
1: Oh, that's interesting. No, I I I would oftentimes ask this or that or boxes of briefs specific to what they know, something related to them. Um and then I always had like the standard ones, like khakis or jeans, um, which I don't know why that's intriguing to me. I, I think I'm going to start doing that again. So, anyway, that just goes into the structure and how I prepare. So, I, a very short intro, a couple bullet points about the intro. I don't write it out. I used to write it out. Uh, now I just have a couple bullet points, which surprisingly forces me to keep it shorter. you yeah. think quite the opposite, actually, that I meander on. But a couple bullet points helps me keep the intro shorter, a little more conversational. Um, I list out a bunch of questions organized by conversation, organized by topic area. And then in some occasions, I'll add in those uh, boxers of briefs series, and then I'll wrap up with some sort of question looking into the future. And, and I always add in a part about how to contact them. You know, what's oh the other thing I'll do is before we actually kick off, I always want to plug something for the guest if they're interested in having something plugged. So like what is the one takeaway? What is what do you, what do you want people doing? Do you want me, do you want them to hire you as a speaker, as a consultant? Do you want them to go to your website? Do you want them to download an ebook or a white paper? Do you want them to buy your book? Like what is it you want out of this podcast if a if a listener were to do something? And so I'll end with that. And sometimes I'll sprinkle that in the middle as well. Um, the, the other thing that I was coached to do more of is ask people to subscribe and share with a friend. Um, that will help the views.
0: It it sounds like a great structure. It, it's not confining, but it definitely gives you the ability to keep it moving If in case you get starstruck or you run out of conversation, follow-up questions. You have that next place to go to.
1: Yeah, I, I think you got to be, in order to take that approach, you better be comfortable in your ability to carry a conversation on the spot too, though, right? right. Like, right. I think, uh, I know you and I have been doing this long enough, so we're comfortable with a microphone in front of our face and uh, carrying a conversation, um, but I don't know if I was if I was like that right away i felt like i needed to have my list of questions um fortunately i don't think i ever just went through a list of
0: questions right like i said it it definitely can help having them for sure yeah oh and
1: many many times i won't even hit all the questions
0: right and i'll jump around too
1: you have to be okay with that right like they're there as
0: like a bonus grab bag of questions you don't have to get each one to make it a good show
1: what tool do you use um to like what do you put your notes in Google Docs. Oh, well, that's good. I, yeah. I just
0: I use Evernote. Um, oh, that makes sense. But see, what, what on my team? Um, the producer actually preps a bunch of things behind the scenes It needs to be shared. So a template yeah. um that it, the same prep doc that we have is used every time for the prep call, but then also mm-hmm. we use that same doc for the show.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I pull you know, when I go to do a prep call, I pull open that doc already prepared. It has some tidbits on them in their intro. And I'll tweak it when I'm on the guest doing the prep, and then for the show I just pull that same doc up.
1: You've you've heard the podcast EO three hundred and sixty at least. What do you uh, what do you think? I mean, you're you're a pro when it comes to podcasts and editing and managing them and, and delivering them. What what would you how would you critique that podcast? What do you think I could do better in there?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, and actually,
1: <laughs> and you're not going to answer it, are you?
0: No, that. You know, actually, I wrote a note like I think for my prep for this yeah. show, I need to listen to uh, like a recent episode so that I can engage in that kind of conversation. Um, I I know I've listened to it, but I can't tell you the last one and I can't tell you like what kind of particular critique to give you. Yeah, I kind of put you on the spot with that, yeah. too, to say, hey, that's OK. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's important. Yeah. And this is the show will develop, you know, so you know next episode or a few episodes from now you'll hear me say oh yeah so x y show you like doing this for i think it'd be even better if i would was able to tell you about your own show format back you know with authority and say, yeah i noticed you added this in there well yeah you haven't done khakis or jeans in a while like tell me about that
1: you know that would I mean, be a pretty cool element uh, yeah. i mean it's a lot more work for you but that'd yeah. be a cool element of your show to to say hey so i've listened to your podcast Here's what I love. Here's here's what I don't like.
0: Right. That, could be, that could be value tough. for
1: the guest back, right? That's tough to do though, isn't it? Like, how do you tell somebody this unless they ask? These are the things that
0: I don't like. Constructive if they want it, but otherwise you don't have to. It's it's usually pro tips level, right? So it's not like, you know, the fo- folks we'd be interviewing on this show are just getting started and totally get that. You know, What's interesting though is like it's our team actually gives – producer notes just like that for every show we produce uh, behind the scenes so it's like hey watch out for the triple question sometimes people ask a triple question where are you from how was it like growing up you did you know you're gonna be right and you're like no, I don't know what everything answer.
1: i want to know about you go
0: yeah and you're like ah what do i answer but you lose control as the host because you've just given them the ability to take that in three different directions as opposed to asking a single question and just letting it ride um, so yeah, so normally it's like pro tip level type things that, that I'd be dealing with. So I think that it'd be way easy to just give people, you know, or have it ready if they want, or at least you use it to make a better podcast conversation.
1: You know, who, who um, is a real guru is, is, uh, and you know him, uh, Chris Kremitsos. Krim, yeah. Um, I love Chris. Shout he, out. Uh, he does PodFest. Yeah. Um, and uh, one thing that, I thought was interesting is you can get a media pass to some industry events as a podcast host, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Especially if you're doing a podcast for your business is to go around to the local conferences or the big industry conferences and, you know, tell them you want to set up a booth with your podcast and you might be able to get a media pass to do that.
0: Yeah. I've had a lot of people actually ask us about helping them set those up. It's become like a thing, which I'm really excited to see.
1: Yeah. And the other thing I thought, Chris, I mean, there's a, there's a, a major weakness I have is marketing. Um, and part of that weakness comes in the fact that it's a muscle I just don't use with EO360. I depend upon EO to promote EO360. Sadly, I don't think they do a very good job with it. They, mm. It's an association. You know, They're not very good at selling. They're not very good at promoting and marketing. And, you know, generally speaking, associations are not very good at selling or marketing. It, it's not their mm-hmm. forte. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm not very good at it either from a podcast perspective, but Chris has a lot of experience in promoting and marketing podcasts, lots of really cool ideas. Um, one of the things he told me, and I've never done it because I'm lazy, is to do summaries. Like after a certain interview... Or uh, after a certain interview, do do a whole five or ten minute episode of my thoughts on that interview. Hmm. Or you could also summarize, like share with other podcast hosts and say, "Hey, uh, Casey had a great uh, podcast. Here's some. Y- y- this is why I think is great. These are some. This is a little commentary about it. Go ahead and listen to it, and then you play it in your podcast. You play somebody else's." uh, episode as a placeholder in your podcast. So there's, um, lots of cool tips for promotion that Chris, uh, has given
0: me over the years. That's, that's amazing. He, he's such a brilliant guy. Um, and I can see the challenge you've had because I think the, the, most promotion i've ever gotten is from the guests themselves sharing it with their listeners mm. but i found the more and more famous they get the they least likely yeah. they are the less likely they are to share it and so yeah. with you interviewing semi-sweet and sweet chocolate guests like i can see that and also being a show hosted by an association you've got a lot of challenges in terms of getting the word out there yeah true that Man, how do you end the show? We've heard about the prep, all the things that go into it, getting out of the intro, getting out of the gate. How about when it comes time to wrap things up?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I commented on this earlier. I, I just tend to promote. So, so I used to do um, uh, this or that or, or boxers or briefs. Right. Um, and then I'll promote whatever it is that they, they asked me to promote. And if it's nothing, I'll promote what I think is relevant, most relevant for them. And then contact information, great big thank you. And that's a wrap. Okay. That, that's, that's my wind down. I also tend to wrap up the story somehow and it's a little bit different for every single person. So it's hard for me to give an example of that. Sure. Uh, but I, I try to wrap up the story. Maybe it's the question. Something like, hey, so looking back on, on your career or looking back or what's the future hold? You know, something like that. Some right. all-encompassing closure sort of question.
0: Yeah, you know, on some right. shows I've done like this introspection question where it gets into, you know, what changes would you make? You know, or what advice would you give your younger self? And things like, you know, like really powerful questions. And I think it's smart that we put these at the end because if you ask it at the beginning, it's like I don't know you. <laughs> like I am not gonna answer your really deep personal question right off the off the bat. Uh, but but putting it later on in the show, and you've got that trust with someone, I
1: think helps. So you open up your episode with the same question every time, and you know uh, Guy Raz from How I Built This closes out his show with the same question mm-hmm. every time, which is so is it luck or hard work? You know that's that's Guy Raz's question all the time, and. Uh, uh, so I, I think that's interesting. Again, I haven't taken that approach, but it, I think it's a really good approach. Have have a, a consistent common set of questions that you ask or a single question. And then the
0: wrap do up, do you have a final thing you say to you? That's it folks. Like how do you, cause I think sometimes I've, I've seen, you know, new podcasters get to the part where it's the end and, if you don't have a clear exit, you're like, thanks. Yeah. Hey bro. And then, then sometimes the guest even just hangs up or like, okay, bye. Like you're on a phone call. So do you have a way of exiting stage? Right? No, no, I, no,
1: I, I've never felt, it's never really felt awkward because I, I think the, you know, when you, when you wrap up with the contact, so so what's Casey? What's the best way for people to reach you if they want to get in touch with you? I mean, it's very clear what's happening here. We're we're closing this thing down. We're walking towards the door, right. and and after they say I'll say, well, you know, it, it's been really nice to have you on the podcast. I appreciate your time. Usually that's about it. I appreciate your time. Uh, you have a great day. Yeah, and they're like and, you too, and then I give them a chance to say something back before I hit the stop recording. The last and part. oftentimes I use Zoom uh for my recording so oftentimes they'll stay with me until i stop the
0: recording we'll chit chat for a couple minutes and be gone tell talk to me about that because i feel like there's some magic that happens after the show you've hit end on recording you're done you can kind of let out a common mutual sigh and then say like wow look what we just did together and then you have those sort of few magical moments where you can connect or chat
1: yeah um sometimes you know it's very quick because I tend to run long in my episodes, which means that I blocked off a certain amount of time and either I'm right up against it or past it. And they've got to go uh, because oftentimes the people I'm interviewing are busy. And so it's not uncommon for us to wrap it up. And then I hit record, stop the recording, say, hey, that was awesome, thanks. And, and they might just be pretty curt and say, Thank you. That was great. Uh, I've I got to run. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of times it's just not at all bonding. Um, and then there's other times where, you know, there's a little bit of a virtual hug. You know they're like, oh that was really nice I appreciate it i i I've yeah. never gotten choked up in a pod. that's always a sign that you kicked ass when you can make somebody cry in the podcast <laughs> High it's five so true right happens oh my it's happened a handful of times man i've really? I've had some uh pretty big people get choked up over stories that they're telling and I love it when they say man uh, nobody's i've never said i've never uh I've never told the story before or something like that and I'm like, yeah yeah. It's because
0: everyone's asking about your stupid book. Yeah. We, we want to know about you as a person. That's right. Um, th- those little, those little comments I, I picked up on those two. Either whether it's great question or never been asked that before, or man the emotions, or yeah, like that. That really is fulfilling to me. I think that's one of the reasons we do this is because that lets you know you're connecting. Yep. Yep. So afterward, do you ever? Just kind of a fun aside. Do you ever feel uh, uh sat. I, sometimes I have a moment where if they do need to bounce or what whatnot, and we have the, we got off the recording and they're like, okay, bye. I got to go. I'm like, but wait, stay with me longer. Can you, can we spoon for a few minutes? That's <laughs> can we cuddle? Oh, you're a love lover. Podcast together. I have, I, I rarely, I
1: mean, to be <laughs> honest, like I uh, uh, I'm mentally exhausted True. after, True. after an interview because um it may not sound like it based on what I described but I am uh, heavily emotionally invested in the conversation. What's yeah. the
0: what's the one thing you're most proud about with your podcast or your podcasting?
1: I, I think, what, what I don't know if this is what I'm most proud of, but it makes me feel really good when a guest says, uh, and, and it's when they say it, it with sincerity, because I don't think, and you can tell the difference, but when people say, yeah, really enjoyed that, you're a good interviewer. You, you asked me a lot of questions that I, I liked to answer. In other words, the, it, it, it made them feel good. The interview made them feel good. Um, That's a, that, that, I think that's what I'm most proud of is having a conversation with somebody that wasn't just for me, um, but they enjoyed it too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'm most proud of. Uh, I'm also pretty damn proud of myself when I make somebody cry. That's cool. Not out of, <laughs> I, not out of making I like, I don't want to make people cry because I made them feel bad. I want to make people cry because they're getting in touch with something that they haven't felt in a long time. Like that's, I, I, and I'm sincere about that. I mean, like, I, I think that's pretty damn cool when
0: that happens. Would you be able to give us a list of some of those shows we could link to in the show notes of, of those interviews? Cause I think people the ones where I've gotten people to cry. Yeah. I
1: to be honest i don't know i could uh, i'll have to look through them and see if any and if they yeah i can't remember exactly who did that Uh, it might be
0: worth thinking about because that sounds like those were you nailed it on those it'd be interesting for other people to to go tune in and listen so we could put those in the show notes and people can link in and and he- hear a masterclass on how to make your guests cry. I'll look through it. I sadly, dude, I gotta go. I got an 1115 demo. Yeah, no worries, I was, Well, real quick, tell us how can people connect with you? They want to reach out about podcasting, about your business, about whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, the best way to reach me is, is my email, uh, which is Dave at propfuel.com. prop com. prop my company. Uh, P-R-O-P-F-U-E-L. So Davidpropuel.com, Always happy to talk. I'm I'm on LinkedIn, although uh, I find LinkedIn, there's just a lot of junk going back and forth. So I'm maybe less likely to respond on LinkedIn. But um, by all means,
0: I like to talk over email if somebody wants to reach out. Well, dude, I super appreciate you being on here. Uh, I loved learning from you, especially on this topic. We, we'll probably have to have you come back on because there's nine more things to talk about. Uh, last question for for you, sir: yeah. khakis or jeans? Khakis. Khakis. There it is. Yeah, man. Hey, well, thank you, man. I,
1: I, you know, I like them both, though. That's the problem uh, with these questions. Both. Like sometimes it they can go, <laughs> but Porsche or, or, or Tesla, definitely Tesla, hands okay. down. Yeah, Tesla. Tesla for sure. Hands down. Sure. I don't. I like. I know a lot of people look at me funny i i just i love the sound of an engine but i don't want one like i i I don't need the sound
0: i want the performance of a tesla who needs an engine anyways but that's (laughs) it everyone thank you all this is another really cool episode of creating the greatest show we will see you all next time and next time doesn't have to be next week life's too short and we have way too much to talk about P.T. Barnum.